You're listening to the Be So Good podcast with Colin Pierce. Colin says you are 10 times better than you think. So why not be so good that they simply can't ignore you? Here's your host, Colin Pierce. Jerry Crockford is fast becoming one of the more popular interviewees I have on the Colin Pierce podcast because he's open, fresh, and friendly, and he's always funny. Uh, Jerry struck me as doing a really fine job of managing a distributed team when the coronavirus crisis came to all cities in the world. And Jerry has a small team. I thought his experience would help those who also have a small team just to let them know that they're doing fine and take up some tips from what he's done. He'll tell you he's not an expert in this, but his experience makes him an expert at his own experience, if you understand. So here's Jerry Crockford from Crockford Carlisle in Brisbane talking about how he and Sandy, his wife and business partner, distributed their team and how they do it on a daily basis. Jerry? Glad to have you with us again. So here you go. One, Jerry Crockford. All right. Um, yeah, it's interesting because we've been talking about marketing on these podcasts, but what's come up in our conversations has also been keeping the wheels turning and, and, and having a team working all over the place. And so, as you said, there might be some insights in, in what we've ended up doing with our team. But, but one thing I'm getting loud and clear from talking to other, other business owners is the jury's out on which way to go with this. I think there is... Uh, there's been an embrace has to there has been a necessary embrace of work from home um but i think i fell into the trap and i'm talking to others i think of the same thing of not realizing that it's not quite as easy as just saying there's your laptop there's a modem go home i'll make um so from managing the team and keeping things working there's been a bit more thought and a few things that we lessons we've learned sandy and i and and are continuing to learn well, start so, from yeah, the beginning. Start from the beginning from the day you said, oh, oh we've got to do something. Yeah, okay. Well, the first thing was we have very robust, I, well, I'm going to say thought. Back then, if you'd asked me, I, I would say we have very robust systems of managing our projects. We have, we have a lot of complex projects and a lot of people involved. There's right from data and analyst to coders, design, managing the studio, copywriters, uh, technicians, there's a whole lot of people and, and they're involved with, with each client and we have processes for managing workflows and so forth. And we thought that was pretty robust. What we discovered though, is it's one thing to be talking in a boardroom about a client's job up on the, on the whiteboard, up on the data projector. And it's an entirely different thing to be working over Zoom. And we've had to completely, we had to really upgrade the communication level. So a couple of things on that. On the other thing I learned is we also had a server which a central server which all our documents were stored on everyone has access to that when in the office it's ripping fast uh if i open up a document my just connects to the server and we go and it came with a web interface and i said well this has got a web interface we can all just access this from home which was true except on the very first day and remember i'm dealing with my team are the smart they're very smart people they are all digital savvy this is their world and are very careful people but we discovered despite our very best efforts on the very by day two we'd all experienced downloading a document to work on and had two people working on the same document without realizing and one person overwriting the other's work and ending up with versions of documents and all that which we'd never had before because in the office everyone just accessed the server so that was the first thing we had to switch over and we decided to use the good g suite 
we went to Google um, Docs and, and so forth. That was interesting. It took that itself, it was grinding away for nearly 10 days of getting terabytes and terabytes and terabytes of information from the Office server up into the cloud, and it's still not all done. We ended up having to archive some of it. So that was one thing, is shifting across to be able to you know, access um, content. But the biggie for us, and there's lots of theories. I called it remote working at first, and I realized language, because with my copywriting background, language is powerful, and remote working automatic sets people up for a feeling of being cut off, lonely, and so forth. So we've adopted the term which you used earlier, which is a distributed team. We have a team of distributed people. It's really amazing. So frustrating, isn't it, with this pandemic? All the governments are talking about lockdown. I mean, hands up those who think lockdown is something that they really want to participate. Let's all lock down. Why don't we call it shelter in place or shelter at home or something like that? Yeah. I've got to say, uh, my brother-in-law works for um, a large international accounting firm. Uh, there are only three, so you could guess maybe which one it is. Uh, but they said to everybody, go home and uh, be locked down or be remote or whatever they decided to say. But the interesting thing was after uh, about five weeks, they took an, a worldwide survey saying, all right, we better gear up for this. Uh, who, who wants to come back to work? or who'd prefer to stay home. <laughs> and 90% of the people said, we like it here in under our bunny rug and our warm jammies working all day. We don't want to come back. So that big company has thrown out all its coffee machines and taken out its uh, big fruit and bicky deliveries and they're letting people be distributed happily and be and encourage them to be as happy as they feel it's a legitimate feeling not yeah. lockdown but safe at home correct yep so it's good i mean language just like airlines they go to great lengths to having people get over the fear of flying and yet every flight they'll say arm doors and cross check <laughs> um, um, what, what? And, i mean seriously and, and final approach <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Good night, Irene. <sighs> anyway, back to it. So, so we've we we you know we've moved in our language and our thinking to a distributed team. Now, the other thing that we decided to do, and all businesses are taking this differently, is I look. I, I I'm an old grey guy, and 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 we've looked at this a long time about letting people work remotely, work from home, distributed team. You really have to trust your people. And we do. I, I, you know, there's there's some old geezers my age who'll say, well, you know, if they can't not sitting at a desk and I can't see them what they're doing, I don't know what they're doing. So I don't think they're going to be doing anything. Well, that's if if that's what's going on in their heads, and you've got a crap culture. Uh, you you need to have a culture there where people embrace being on part of the team. They know that what they're doing is valued. It should be. I've greatly value the work that my team do. And, and so they'll get on with it. You can, have, you can have a room full of people where you can keep an eye on them and they could all be not working. It doesn't make any difference. So they might yes. as well be... Yeah. They could be, they so, could be playing on their, uh, playing patients, uh, fiddling around, sending emails to their girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever. And it's, it's a bit of a thing. I, I was at a barbecue the other day with just a few people because it's Adelaide. Uh, they, uh, a chap was saying he's a bit worried that the other guys in his team aren't doing as much as he is because they seem to be not answering their phone, talking about playing golf and going off for tennis lessons 
and he says, I just wonder if they're pulling their weight. I am, but I wonder if they are. And I think that gave, and he particularly mentioned his boss. And I thought to myself, there's what Jerry calls a crap culture. They didn't have the trust in place beforehand, and now it's leaking. Yeah. And it's tricky. And, and look, the, the way we've elected, the team and I have elected, and, and really the team have embraced this, is, I mean, people have been, there are some people who have been working remotely for years, right? They've been distributing with some companies for a long time. Not, not, not nowhere near the volume of today, but they have been successfully doing it. And for some people, they are very independent. They'll just work their own hours as long as they get the job done. In our situation, there is so much collaboration with everything that we do. We, mm. we have to be available. So the, what we are doing and the feedback from our team is that they really like this is that we have still have a routine. Nine o'clock every morning, we have a whip, right? Work in progress. So we all get on onto Zoom um, and that kicks everyone's day off. And it kicks my day off. I know otherwise I'll be stuffing as it is now. I know I've got to get up at five o'clock and, you know, 40 minutes to walk the dog, an hour around the, the, the bay on my push bike, get some exercise, get home, get showered, have breakfast, and be ready for my nine o'clock whip with the team. And I, I like that routine. Well, so good on you. But just... a lot of people are just saying, oh, no, 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 leave me alone. I'll, I, I will do my work. I'll, I'll sleep in till 11 because I'm not a morning person. And I'll get it all done by seven o'clock at night. So buzz off. You didn't... Yep. You didn't allow and that? So your team said we weren't going to play that way? Well, it wouldn't work for us because the, the, the number of times the copywriter needs to consult with the designer about the layout of this page. When Just before this conversation with you, I was on, on with our designer and our coder because we wanted to do something tricky with the page. And uh, Sorry, the, the designer and I did. And I said, well, is this going to work? We'll have to talk to, to Don and see if we can actually do this. Now, if Don was working all weird hours, that would have been the end of it. Well, when's he going to be available, right? Yeah. So but we know we're all working nine to five. But the other thing and that, that, but, uh, that Sandy and I have insisted on, and it's been harder to police now, people are a distributed team. We never have wanted people answering emails and phone calls. I think in 26 years having the business, if I've rung a team member about anything after hours, probably more than five or six times, I think I'd be very surprised. So we are great believers that people should walk out the door at five o'clock and go to their family and not be, um, strapped. So I, I do try to keep an eye on that. I, I did, you know, I said to one of them the other day, hey, I noticed you opened an email the other night at 6.15. What's going on there? Why aren't you? And she's, oh, no, it's all right. I wasn't working. It's okay. But that's, that's, that's our attitude. We don't want people to be worked to death. We want people to give the best they can in the time that they're working and then, and then it's time off. So that's, that's, so the, the next thing is what we've also realised, even those WIP meetings were becoming cumbersome because we're looking at all the jobs. So we've now divided them up so that the relevant people get, like if, if we try and divide, we plan the whip a little bit. So if, if five people have got six things on the whip and five people have got 20 things on the whip, let's do the six people, the ones with the six first that get them done and they can get back to work and then the others will continue. So otherwise meetings can drag on too long. Then the other thing we've now learned is, and this is something that came up with from one of our team, they said, you're gonna to have to brief us like we are five-year-olds. Now, I didn't say that, the designer said that. Because what we've realized is, it's one thing standing in a room with a whiteboard pen to say, right, we're gonna do this, 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 people get it and ask questions off they go. I cannot believe, it's really strange how many times on Zoom, you think we've briefed each other on what needs to be done and then you discover the day later the person's gone off in a different direction. They didn't get the brief. 
So what our process is now, so if, I was, if you were the designer and I was giving you a brief about what we're going to do with the page, we're gonna remove this, we're gonna move that form up there. The data shows people aren't scrolling down this far, so we wanna shift that button to there now and try that, blah, blah, blah. I would then say, okay, Colin, what do you think we're doing? Just echo that back to me, please. All right, and then you right. would tell me back what right, so we're going to you're basically saying jerry we're going to redo the page right yeah and you're going to say it's not exactly what i said that's exactly exactly yeah and so we've well, no, got to shift the button yeah that's you got it and, and it's amazing how what you think you've given is a clear communication and nah, next day it's not nah, that was not what what <laughs> And I'm sure it's not just the team, it's me. I'm sure they, you know, they'll, I'm sure I'll be going, oh, I've got to give Jerry a brief on something now. How do I explain it to him like a five-year-old? Because we just get to explain it really basic and get people to echo it back. So that's, that's, that's two of the cornerstones that Sandy and I have put in. One is that, that, that we've stuck with a routine, kick off at nine, finish at five, we're all available for, for, for communication and so on. The other one is this, we, have our, we used to have our Friday lunches together every Friday back at the, at the office. We continue that on Zoom. So every Friday at lunchtime, we have Zoom lunch together. Okay, so... Um, so now I actually have to watch you eat. Yes. Yeah, whereas right. beforehand, I could look away. That's right. No, sort of no. People, there's, there's a bunch of people in the room just chatting, you know, and, and I'll, I'll, we'll, people bring topics to talk about or whatever, but it's a good social interaction. And the other thing that we've done is at 12 o'clock most days when I can, we... I have the have our um, video channel open and anyone can drop in for lunch and sometimes two or three people will show up for lunch and we'll have a chat over lunch and sometimes nobody does. But that, I think that social part of it is really, really important. Still, when you say drop in, drop in, do you open video channel? Yeah. Not drop into the house? No, no, on the video channel. Oh, really? Yeah. So you just so, say, hey, what you got? We've got egg yeah. sandwiches. <laughs> It's no different to what we used to do at the office. I would sometimes people would have lunch at their desk. Sometimes they'd go out for coffee. Sometimes they would come into the lunchroom at the, in the office and might be two people in there having a chat. It might be three or four. It doesn't matter. So we've just replicated that on at our, at our lunches now. Marvy. What's that? Marvy. Yeah. The, the other thing we, we I, I decided, and this is from my years ago, I used to be a, a radio announcer. I've got a very good face for radio. And I learned very, very early, you never leave the studio microphone on, ever, <laughs> right? So we have a policy is that we use Zoom for interactions with clients and we use a Google um, video chat for interactions with the team. So if we were in a client meeting now on Zoom and there might be three or four of our team members involved, then we'd finish with the client, see you mate, and then automatically everyone knows they log off Zoom and they go straight away, those same pictures. What we used to do at the office, if we, we met with a client, at the end of the client meeting, the client would leave and then we would have a roundup on the whiteboard or whatever to work out. Okay, out of this, you're doing that, you're doing that, you're doing that and get whatever has come from that client meeting into our workflow, into our system and our processes. So what we do now, same thing, finish with the client, goodbye, and then we hop onto a different channel, right, for our internal meeting and that way nobody's ever going to say anything about somebody that they didn't want to have broadcast or what have you so we've just decided to have that those two clear separate channels because the world is full of horror stories about things like that going on yes um i don't know what else to tell you um hey, you've done great uh that the team tells you they're happy they're they're enjoying this way of life and they do. telling you they want to come back or they like where they are 
Now, a couple of the extrovert, we've got to watch it too with introverts. I've discovered we've got some introverts on the team and I've realised in meetings it's real easy to overlook them. So I'm, I will make sure, you know, if one's called John, which one isn't, but I'd say, John, were you going to say something? You got any thoughts on this, mate? And make sure you pull it out of them. Um, so <laughs> the team tell me it's great. They love not having to commute. They love the savings they're making. They, it's all good. They're, they're, there's one in particular who's a young fellow who's, who's a very extrovert in nature. He, did, he found it really tough at first during the lockdown because there was nothing. But now he's back to coaching the, 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 the soccer team two mornings a week. He's back playing cricket. He's doing all the social things. And so it's, it's okay. But it's not perfect. There are some people who like to have somebody people around them. But I reckon if you get... And, and that's it. We could talk about, too, onboarding new people. That's going to be a real interesting challenge. I think management is going to have to put more time into that. When somebody yes. starts probably Zooming with them every couple of hours for the first few days. How's it going? Have you seen this? Have you met Bruce? And, and really make it happen. Get the team, the thing developed, because otherwise it won't happen. See this smile? Uh, there is, in fact, a course in the academy for the members... Uh, if you haven't become a member of the Colin Pierce Academy yet, all you do is click on the button that will display and you can go and become a member for next to nothing. At the, sorry, am I keeping you up? I saw that yawn. Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't yawn when you were talking. No, no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to do the ask story in a moment. Uh, anyway, you can go in there and look at uh, Fast Start to Sales which I originally, I originally designed it for people who were going to work, going to work in a retail store or a business or a department. I just realised when you said that, it is even more apt now, although you don't walk on your little round leggies to go and see the person who processes orders, you don't go and see the store or the delivery person or anything else, but you go and interview them and talk to them on the web. Very good, Jerry. Thank you for bringing it up. Now, we smirked because I was doing, if you listen to Selling Isn't Telling, one of the audios that probably on this archive somewhere, I had done a big thing at a conference about uh, how you should talk for a little bit and then ask a question, talk for a bit and ask a question. And we did a lot of work in that area. Anyway, at the end, Muggins here says, can you tell all the people about your products? So I started going on about uh, my products for tapes and cassettes and books. And I must have gone longer than he liked. And suddenly from the back of the room, he yells at, ask! And the place collapsed. And all I heard was somebody sneezing. But it turned out to be him smart-alecking me. Ask! Yes. <laughs> and we do that a lot. There's a real lesson in that. Because the, the learning that you were giving us about shut your gob, open your ears, ask questions, was really powerful. And, and it's, it's good, it's solid sales, it's, it's really good. But it was really interesting because you, who are so good at that stuff, um, it's really hard to, to do your own thing because that's what happened, folks. Colin got up on the stage, he's got his books and his courses, and he went on and on and on and on about how good they were. And I, couldn't, I had to do it, I had to say, ask! For goodness sake, because he hadn't asked any questions. And, but it's true. And that's a lesson for all of us with, with our ad, with our websites and everything else is stop and look at the world through the other person's eyes. It's, it's always hard to do.
It really hey, great is. to talk to you as usual. Thank you very much. Crockford Carlisle, we've been listening to Jerry Crockford of Crockford Carlisle at c-c.com.au, stationed there in Brisbane. But because it's a connected world as well as a distributed world, he's available, I was going to say 24-7, 9 to 5 Queensland time. And you can catch him, talk to him about any of this, and he'll put you through the cold, cool, warm process and help you get to where you want to go because that's what he's on about. Thank you, Jerry. You've been terrific again. Thanks. Bye now. You've been listening to Be So Good with Colin Pierce. Please share the link with someone who needs to be reminded that they are 10 times better than they think. For more episodes, check out the playlist at colinpierce.com slash podcast. And don't forget to drop a review in iTunes. It really does make a difference.